You know what that sound means. Welcome back just to tip off the NBA podcast with the 61st pick in the NBA draft this year. Yeah, I wonder if Lamelo Ball's going to fall. I was going to say, do you I'm think feeling good. Edwards will be there? I'm feeling Oh, if not, we always got James Wiseman to fall back. Right. That's true. That's true. Thank goodness for that. No, welcome back. Long time no, long, long time no listen. Uh, we are shooting this one uh, about one day, 12 hours, something like that. Uh, about, 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 about 33 hours and 25 minutes before the start of the NBA draft. There we go. There we go. Um, so we're, you know, just, it, this one's going to be kind of a pretty lax cast. We're going to go through and do our own mock, uh, for the first, uh, first round. We're going to do, uh, the lottery. We're, talk, we're talking talk about the lottery. All right. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. So, um, I guess we'll go ahead and get things kicked off again. You guys want to do this the way we think it'll happen, the way that we would do it. How do you guys want to do this? There's been so many mock drafts. We can take our pick. Um, I would say what we think teams will do, like, I know when the Knicks get there. Some I'll, sort of I'll realism have, in I'll this. Have, I'll have an opinion about what I think should happen, but then I'll be like, well, the Knicks are stupid, so. So they'll probably draft some unnamed player out of the uh, European League. <laughs> With the first overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Minnesota right. now Timberwolves. We, now we can't publish this because of copyright. Who <laughs> <laughs> cares? Who I think cares? only if we make money off it, which... I don't think you have to worry about. <laughs> yeah, because we're still waiting on that sponsorship, Coors Light. Anytime now. <laughs> uh, so first round, first overall, if they can't trade it down. Are they trading it down? If they can't. I mean, I'm assuming they would want to if they can. No, I think they'd take Anthony Edwards. I think Anthony Edwards is generally just a perfect fit for them. Someone who shoots too much, doesn't make a good shot, selects and then plays good defense? Anthony Edward uh, shot a little bit inefficiently, but he can create his own shot and he has come out making Okay. Get, get them open. One thing I do have to um, come back at that. He was playing on Georgia. Who else has taken those shots? That Georgia right. team was not good. Right. And so I Who think, else is taking I, shots? I Who else is scoring on that team? Anthony Edwards, um, he is a two guard that can handle the ball, can make some plays. Uh, he's 6'5 with a 6'9 wingspan. He's probably the most athletic wing in this draft. Um, he's going to play excellent next to D'Angelo Russell, who can basically get him open. And frankly, I don't see anyone at the top of this draft fitting the Minnesota Timberwolves better. Maybe If he doesn't go first round, first overall, where do you see him going? Uh, third to the uh, Hornets. I think that the Warriors are a lock on Wiseman. So. Okay. Okay, so. Okay, how about this? How about this? If, nah, nah, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think Anthony Edwards will be the number one overall draft pick. To Who do you see the most likely team to move up to get him if the Minnesota Timberwolves don't take him then? Oh. Is there a team that you particularly like trading up? Who has the package to trade up? I would like, honestly, if the Pelicans maybe trade up. Or, okay. or the Hawks. Yeah, Pelicans or the Hawks, I think, have the most to gain from moving up in the draft. But it's anybody's game. Nobody's really going to be, I think, itching to get that that first overall. So it's if the deal's right, they'll make it. If not, yeah. the Wolves will begrudgingly take that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't you know, think it'll be begrudgingly. Yeah, I, I say that. Sorry, I said that facetiously, okay. but it came off as genuine. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think that the uh, Wolves are going to be excited to take Anthony Edwards. Yeah, it'll be fun. It, it's going to be first round, first roll. Anthony Apparently, I saw it, but that Wiseman has not like gotten a call to come work out with the Timberwolves at all. And <laughs> he said he doesn't want to. Two days before the draft. He came out and said he didn't want to. And why would they uh, draft him? Like, they have one position 
definitely locked up and it's the center. And James Wiseman can't be a four. And Carl Anthony Towns at the four might work, but Carl Anthony Towns wants to be a five to make an All NBA team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yes, yeah, I, I, I do not. Um, I could maybe see them drafting Killian Hayes and trying to play Killian Hayes in two, but I think Killian Hayes is much more of a true one. Mm-hmm. So that also might be a reach as a number one pick, too. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of people will have him as a top five. All right. Number two overall, Golden State Warriors. James Wiseman. If, if he's there, if he's there, they're taking him. If he's yeah. not, okay, let's say someone trades up and gets James Wiseman, then what do the Warriors do? Wakanda. Yep. And they go with Congo from UFC? Yep. Any scenario where they don't get Wiseman, so they trade down out of this pick? They can't afford to. They literally do not have the draft space to take on anyone who is not a draft pick. Nope. What if it's for future picks, though? Maybe, but why are you getting future picks? Why aren't we trying to stay relevant now? Uh, they're about to be. They've got Steph Curry coming back, Clay Thompson coming back. Right. Uh, they, they could just pull close in window. Those, yeah. those guys aren't going to be good forever. That's fair. That's fair. Take it when you can. When you have a top three pick, probably not wise to right. let that go. Yeah. Um, bringing it to the third overall, Mr. Horn, or the sorry, Charlotte Hornets. If Mr. Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman go, that leaves. I think they might take Lamelo Ball, and I'm actually I'm kind of growing on Lamelo Ball. Um. But I'm still so worried he's going to be a bust. I think he's a head case. He's got all the talent. He's got the build. He's a six-seven point guard. But he, he, exactly. So I think that right there, just for what he can be, is enough reason to take him. Right. Um, because you don't necessarily have to lock him in at the one. You could put, still put him at a two and be more of a shooting threat. He could play the three, honestly. Even the threes. He got the hype for it. Uh, figuring out his. I guess what you're going to ask of him is going to be big. If you wanted him to be a franchise player, Charlotte could be that team. Um, I think that's the most upside for him is to be the franchise player. The downside, you want him to be a role or the low end, you want him to be a role player. I don't think that's going to be the right spot at the Hornets, but I think you still have to try. For uh, for Charlotte, I think the one thing that they kind of have going for them is they don't really set at any specific position. So if I'm them, whoever. And when you, if you have three, whoever you think is the best available player, I think you should take them. Because right now, you know, they have some nice young pieces, but no one is set in stone like this is our one, two, three, four, or five of the future. Yes, P.J. Washington is nice at a four. Yes, Miles Bridges might be nice and Graham and Monk, but none of them have shown that they're going to be the guy. So if I'm the Hornets at three, I'm taking whoever you feel and whoever your, dra- your talent evaluators think is the best pick available. And if that's LaMelo Ball to you, great. If that's Killian Hayes, if that's Denny Advia, Advia it whoever it is. It could still be Killian Hayes, because I think Killian Hayes is there. Um, and they might talk themselves into Denny uh, Advia, um, which he's, he's my pick for them before. We'll talk more about him then. But uh, LaMelo Ball, uh, just he's – he wants to be score first, but he's still averaging almost eight rebounds, eight assists. Granted, it's overseas, so we never know how those translate. But that's what we said about Luka Doncic, too. And boy, did he prove us wrong. Uh, for me, the big, my big uh, thing on LaMelo is just lack of defensive effort. He, I've watched his highlights, and he's never once looked like he's halfway trying on defense. And teammates have come out and said that LaMelo Ball doesn't care. No, he doesn't. You're right. I mean, the, in the leagues that he's playing in, he knows right. he needs to be a scorer. And whether he, he, right or wrong, 
knows that. He's also kind of disregarded his defensive effort. He plays a sneaky kind of defense where he tries to be out of position. Well, I'm not going to say tries to be out of position, but he's sometimes out of position and still able to make it work with his frame. Uh, but when you're starting to play against really top-tier talent, that's not going to work. But also, will he try when he gets to the NBA? Because that's what he's been working towards. And frankly, the other uh, Lonzo is a great defender. So Yeah, I, it's he's got the talent for it. It's just all about that what between the ears, figuring right. out what he can do. Yeah, so if we can say LaMelo at three, who do you guys have the Bulls taking at four? Uh, at this point, okay, so you've drafted Kobe White. Um, yeah, you'd Kobe. like to be your, your your point guard of the future. Um, you probably... Some unless, people don't think he can be the point guard. Some people and, think he's got to be scoring. And he, sure, might, he might not be. Then is So is Zach Levine your three then? In that case, then you get a point guard? Because I think you're probably looking at, okay, you've got... Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Markkinen, I don't know how strongly they feel about that. It's a new coaching regime, so they might not try to theoretically move any of those players right now because mm-hmm. they want to see what Billy Donovan is able to do with them. I, I don't think you go for a center. I think Wendell Carter can be your center. If you do, maybe a little undersized, but I don't think he's, he was a good rebounder. He's just got to stay healthy. Same with Markkinen. Yeah, Markkinen is a city once out of Chicago, though. Granted, there's been a huge overturn since yeah. he said it, so yeah. we, yeah. Never, we, okay. we never know, but... I think Billy Donovan might be able to actually really utilize him as a solid stretch four. Mm-hmm. I'm also of the mind that they might go more on using Kobe White as a two and drafting a, another guard, uh, possibly killing Hayes. Okay. I, I think they're going to go for Denny Adia. And Denny Adia, he, here's the thing is, it, it, it's more about what he can do than what he can't. And he's not great at what you, his stats don't put up good numbers. He doesn't shoot super efficiently, but he's 6'9, and his play style is like a guard, right? And granted, he is in the foreign league, and his points are low, his rebounds are low, his assists are low, but he, he can run the pick and roll at 6'9. He's got the perfect build. And frankly, I think there's a little bit of the after a few people discounted players like Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic, everyone's scared to be the guy who passed on the foreign guy. Exactly, and I think that's why I personally no knocks. Sorry, Denny, I don't see it. I don't see what makes him so desirable as a top five pick. Denny Abia has, I get it, good on paper measurements, but. Watching some of his highlights, watching some of his movement and his play styles, I just think he's a very a slow, methodical player, maybe, but I just don't see... The, the one thing I will say is these were all things that people said about Luka Doncic. People like Luka Doncic saying he's slow. But he could shoot. Luka could shoot. Luka is, to this day, a below average shooter. Uh, with his points, he's also... He just makes some really long contested ones at, time, at very timely moments. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, He's got that Steph Curry factor part uh, right. to his shooting. And we don't know that Danny doesn't. True. Um, when he's being compared to players of, uh, sorry, this is off the Ringer pod, the, the Ringer's big board. So we're we're pulling a lot of data from them. Got a shout out to those guys. Good old Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon. No, what's up? Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't get what you're seeing in Denny. But I. I, I I'm predicting that the Bulls might take him, and I think he's a player with a long-term upside. Yeah. That it's one of those things where, do I expect him to be a star year one? No, but also... He's I, 19? Yeah, that's I'll, tough. I'll call it out. I called Luca. I called Luca being a bust. I didn't think Luca was going to do well. 
So what do I know? I don't remember my thought process on Luka Doncic. I thought he was going to be overdrafted and overhyped, but he's right. definitely lived up to that, um, to his, his draft hype. But if let's let's say, all right, so Nathan, what do you think? Do you think Denny or Killian Hayes is or more likely? Or yeah, what, whatever your thoughts are at, for. Honestly, at this point, O'Connell is still available because we said Wiseman at three. Yeah, and I guess you pick Okonwu if you do think you might be moving Markkanen. I don't know how Okonwu, I don't know how he shoots nearly as well as Markkanen. Like, Markkanen in college in Arizona was like, and he played the five at Arizona, but it was like a true stretch five in college. So you knew he could shoot. Yeah. Um, versus I don't think Okonwu is quite that. I think if you're if you're going to move off of Markkanen, you need to find someone who can still shoot. Because you look at that roster right now, and it's like, okay, but who else can shoot on the Bulls? If Advia can shoot, then I, I think it works. But I think you need someone to space the floor because Kobe White wasn't like the greatest three-point shooter at um, at where at North Carolina when he was there. And obviously Wendell Carter cannot shoot a bit. And I can't even like name anyone else besides like Zach Levine. Levine. And Levine's okay. And is Otto Porter, Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter is Jr. okay. Opted uh, in. Yeah. $27.5 million. Why would you not? <laughs> well, also, you're, you're never going to plan for Otto Porter Jr., right? You're going to say that he's going to take this year and he's probably not going to be there. I hope that you get the most out of him. But right. Yeah, like that's my I mean, he's not a bad player. He's just not a $27 million player. Yeah. So what are your thoughts as far as how we're going to go forward? Do you want you, – you've got three options. you got – uh, Denny, Killian, or your third option, and then we'll go from there. Um, I, I think they'll take Denny, and I think they might be bought into some of the hype that other people are getting on them. Like, I think that that's quite influential in this draft is how much everyone else says they see these people taking these picks. I think that I think that can play into some of these decisions. So, I would. I would guess the Bulls are taking them, but if like if we're gonna say they're gonna pick a point guard, Teddy Killian Hayes, we're also hopping right over Tyrese Halliburton, and I don't know how much they like him. And I think one thing that, and the Ringer was talking about this a few weeks ago, it's like these international prospects, with the exception of Ball, who like grew up in the spotlight because Alonzo, like had Killian Hayes like played at Duke, he probably would be up near the top five because there's so much more media coverage than somewhere in where do you play New Zealand or something like that. So, I mean, Kenny Hayes is that far down. Is he that far down because he played in an overseas market and that's why all these other point guards are ahead of him? Or is he that good and just didn't, and he just didn't get the hype or is he actually a, you know, end of the, te- like end of the mid round draft pick where people have a mocked as so. I, I think Killian Hayes is definitely a lottery pick. But. So we're going to go with number one, going to Anthony Edwards. Number two, James Wiseman. Number three, Lamelo Ball. Number four, Ki- uh, I'm sorry, uh, Denny Abdia. We, we, we don't all have to agree to. Yeah, if you want to say they pick someone else. Okay, then we just keep on our own. Well, I, I think the consensus has been that like the top three are going to be there. I'm going to say they go Killian Hayes because he's played foreign, but also because I think he has some ties to the U.S. and he's played you know some solid ball. Um, over in the States before as well. That's my thoughts. Um, just as a little converse to what you guys are saying. Yeah. But, um, 
going forward at number pick five. That's the interesting one. That's the that's the money shot right there. Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, are they, are they what do they need? What do they need? I don't think they need guards. They, no, they, 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 they need wings. They need wings. Yeah, they need wings. And particularly fours. Uh, so obviously, so let's assume. So assume they are not going to re-sign Tristan Thompson. Is Zizic out too? Right? Isn't he expiring as well? Yes. So let's let's say you come back and you bring back and you have Kevin Love, Kevin, Kevin Love, Nance, and Drummond are your but, inside presences but right now. Those are for the future. Those are the youngest is Larry Nance and Andre Drummond at twenty seven. And then, but right now you're only you have what, Kevin Porter Jr. and um, Osman. Yeah. Yeah. Are your two wingish players? Yep. Yeah. I, you you probably need to look at a player who can play the three and the four here. Um, so for them, I have them taking a Coro or Toppin. I, as a fan, hope they take Toppin, but I could definitely see if they want to ride it out with Nance, Drummond, and Love for the next two years. Then picking a wing player like a Coro, um, if the for some reason it'll be Toppin is off the board. Um, and they're still feeling like they want a big man. Okongwu. I was going to say Okongwu was touted as talent-wise a top three player in this draft, and he's still on the board at five, so they might just have to yeah. take best available with him. Too. I, I have a little little bit of reservations on Okoru because it wasn't that he wasn't a great shooter. It's that he passed up a lot of shots in college. And uh, he's a great defender, and he's great in the fast break, and obviously he had a couple massive you know, finishing dunks on the fast break. But the shooting is a big question for him, and you got to be able to shoot. If you're going to play a small forward, you have to shoot. And I think that was a question at Auburn, not only the ability to shoot, but the willingness to take shots. Like There were ones where uh, he was passing open in rhythm threes. But that right there, that right there, the Cavaliers might be the best team for him because we have no shortage of players who are afraid to shoot the ball. Right. We've got a two guard or a one guard in uh, uh, Colin Sexton who should be a two guard because he shoots so much and his playmaking is questionable. Like Darius Garland, who's an undersized two guard, sometimes plays the point guard, still also yeah. has no problem shooting the ball. But like, if, if, Jr., no our best passer is Kevin Love. Yeah. True. Well, he's one of the best passers in the league. So, I know I'm for me. If I'm looking at the Cavs, like you're losing, you're gonna lose a bunch of those big men eventually. I am not high on keeping both Sexton and Garland. I think it's very redundant. I don't think either one of them can play the two very well. I, I think, That's I my think, opinion. I think Sexton's a great. Player. I don't think he's gonna shoot it to play the two. Uh, he shot. He's doing. He shot north of forty percent uh, January onward last season. He's also in his second year, and Darius Garland in his first, coming off his first year. Those guys need some time to develop, especially in starters. I'm not, I'm not very high on Garland because we saw like six games at Vanderbilt before he got hurt, so we didn't see a lot from him. And being that there wasn't a ton of film, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's all his AAU tape, but like you want to see something a little more than that. So I'm not high on Garland. I prove me wrong, but I'm not high on Garland. I think the Cavs would need to take a. A three or a four, one that can swing both ways. I think um, you at least write out Garland's contract for three years at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because you really don't find out how good a player is until that third, fourth year. So take that as much as you can. Uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm going to go with Obi Toppin if he's available. Home, well, not hometown, but um, went to staying in Ohio. Dayton, staying in Ohio, big on that. He worked out with the, the Cavs. It's a very solid pick for them. 
Um, he gets touted against his defense quite a bit. Um, like that is the biggest deficit other than his age. People always bring up how old he is being 22, almost 23 um, as somebody who's not going to be, you know, there's something negative, but I'd say that fits the Cavaliers timeline even better. They're looking for a, a three or four guy who's within the 19 to 23 age range to fit with their other core pieces. I I never got the age thing. Like, I know LeBron is a different player, but you have players playing longer. Every year, players are playing longer. They're still being able to be effective. I don't think the age thing means so much. Yeah, you sure you'd love to have a 19-year-old and get an extra two, three years, but that doesn't mean that they're – that doesn't mean any, that doesn't mean much to I me. I think the big reason why age matters is because you see players between nineteen and twenty-two. You see players taking bigger leaps than you do twenty-two to twenty-five, and so if they're already old, that means they're closer to their peak. And so if uh, you have an equal player at nineteen and twenty-two, the nineteen-year-old might have a higher peak because he has more time to develop. Fair, fair. I mean, that's why you, the you know typical thought process is younger players. You have more time to work with them and build them the way that they should be built and have the right these good habits and whatnot. But I mean, that's assuming you have a good coaching think, staff though. How many young players have we seen turn out to be like complete shit as well? Right, that's correct. That's correct. But you know, I, I, I I have Toppin going five. I think it's probably Toppin. I go Toppin as well. Mr. Worms? Yeah. I either him or like maybe a coro maybe Patrick Williams out of Florida State, another power forward. But I think I think they're gonna look for something in in the the three to four range of player. I think they're kind of set at the at the guards man. and at center. Patrick Williams, man, he keeps climbing up those boards. It's a lot for a player coming off the bench, but we'll see how that goes. Coming into the sixth overall pick is with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I see the Hawks, like, um, honestly, I could see them taking Halliburton, who's a point guard, but he could be a backup two, a backup one, or he could also play the two because he's 6'5". Um, he brings a lot more defense to the game, and I think they're going to want a defensive guard to play next to Trey Young because Trey Young's disgusting at defense. Um, uh, I could also see them going, honestly, if we're at six, no Conwoo's still on the board. I agree. It could just be Okongwu because he's the best player available. As long as that isn't – if John Collinson can get, can get a decent shot and not be too redundant with Okongwu, I think he'd be a great fit. Obviously, you do have Capella there as well. Maybe you can move off Capella. But I do I do kind of like – because you want to give Reddish and Hunter a little more time. Obviously, Trey Young is what he is. Um, or maybe they trade down. Honestly, I, they've I, got I, a couple picks. I think they're the prime candidate for trading down. They've got the sixth overall and fiftieth overall. So, uh, they're the the problem with the Hawks is they have a lot of young players, some good scores. Um, their defense is obviously a little lackluster, but they did just acquire Clint Capella, who has not played with them yet. They've got John Collins. He's got like five games. Did he? Okay, yeah. I missed that. Um, but it, you know, they've got John Collins, Trey Young, uh, Clint Capella, Huter, and. Cam Reddish as their, you know, young core. And, and uh, DeAndre Hunter. What did I say? You, you just didn't include him. I thought I said Hunter and Cam Reddish. You said uh, Kevin Herter. Herter. Okay. Herter, Hunter. That, they need to trade one of those guys. I'm getting tired of this. Not being able to figure out who's who. Um, but, yeah, for the sixth overall pick, uh, wing or... 
a two guard with some great defense. So what do you got? Um, I don't know. I'd go, uh, obviously, Isaac Okoro is a, a top pick, but I think you want a little bit somebody who's more... Okoro or Okoro? Okoro. Okoro? Okay. I think, isn't Okoro off the board now? Nope. No. no I, I, I said Okoro went to the Hawks. Okay, you said Okoro goes to the Hawks. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'll go with Okoro then. I mean, Okoro is just another uh, archetype like Herder, Hunter, Reddish, and just one of those things where, like, if you're going to get all these guys, maybe one will hit. Right. Yeah. But, six, I mean, six. that that's what the Sixers did, right? They drafted three straight centers and got a beat out of it. Right. So. Good yeah. on and off ball uh, defense. Yeah. I, I could see I could see them maybe just taking the best guy they think is on their board. I know I feel like I'm going to say that for every team. Um, but, you know, you have a lot of young pieces. You have to work, work through it. I don't think besides having um, John Collins at the four and then Trey Young at the one, I don't think any other position is truly set on that team. So, you know – if you think it's Halliburton and that would run well besides Trey Young, then do it. If you think, you know, you know, there's no one you really like in this draft pick, maybe trade down, look for something next year, then do that. Maybe you can find a, you know, a shooter in the mid-teens or something like that that's able to help you out like the Heat did. So Yeah. Okay. Going on to the seventh pick overall. It's going to go to the Detroit Pistons. They, they need everything and anything. Everything on the side. I think this is this is, and I know I just said this is best player available because you have nothing on this team. And it's Killian uh, Hayes. You think you think at this point it'd be Killian Hayes? I already picked Killian Hayes in my draft, so I'm going to say uh, Halliburton. Yeah. Uh, it, sure, it, I, I don't care. It, it needs to be anybody. I mean, yeah, maybe you like Hell, Luke Kennard who's still on the board. Yeah, I may, yeah, maybe you like Luke Kennard who, as your shooting guard. You got to assume Woods is gone. You have an aging, injury-prone Blake Griffin, and that's about it. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. That brings us to the fun one: New York Knicks. All right, what do they do? Wait, wait. Who is the who's the Best available power forward. <laughs> Actually, I am going to have them draft a power forward. And this is where I'm going to say they're <laughs> going to go kind of wild because this guy's not supposed to go for a while. Aleskej Pukowalski. That is Aleskej Pukowalski. Aleskej Pukowalski, yes. Um, I watched some of his highlights today. Um, Seven foot, 200 pounds. He's listed as a power forward. What? Seven foot, 200 pounds. The he, wind's going to blow that kid over. Right. He, but he shoots, he handles the ball, he rebounds, and he literally just needs to build into an NBA frame. It, it's, all, it's one of those things where, like, if he can put on 40 pounds, it doesn't even have to be muscle. Also, he has to deal with uh, I know, the Knicks, Knicks not, booing him. Yeah, are the Knicks not having flashbacks of the last time they drafted a foreigner? They did not. Ne- like Nila the time before that, though, was um, Porzingis. Porzingis. And that worked out real well for him. Yeah. And they didn't think so at the time. They booed him, too. I know. Right. But no um, matter, okay, if you're going to the New York Knicks, you're getting booed. They booed, get they booed yeah. Kevin Knox, too. I mean, Kevin Knox has been great, but they booed Kevin Knox. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a thing now. That's, right. uh, you know how, like, when Roger Goodell at the NFL draft walks out and everyone boos on the entire night? Just the New York Knicks, whoever it is, draft Zion Williams, and boo. They probably would have booed that somehow. I would have found a way. They probably would have. So, yeah. So Pokusevsky, that's an interesting one. I yeah. like it. Um, 
That just feels like a very Knicks thing to do. Very Knicks the thing. ninth pick overall to the Washington Wizards. Uh, let's see here. They've got John Wall coming back. Bradley Beal still on contract. They've got Thomas Bryant at the five. They've got that's fine. Uh, Richie Bert- Hachimura. Is, is there four Bertans? Is as good as out the door? You're saying. Um, maybe be nice if Obi Tom was still on the board for them, but he is not for me. I don't me. know. I, you, I think again, you probably need a three, I four think you, here. I think you go Sadiq Bay. Sadiq, Sadiq, Sadiq Bay. Out of Villanova. Villanova or Devin Vassell. He's also shooting four. I think I think a small forward is not, would be a good spot. City Bay has got a better build for it, whereas Devin Vassell, I think he played a three in college. I think he's actually an NBA two. That and I think the thing with Sadiq Bay, he played at Villanova. Right. Villanova. And the ringer was saying this: they don't make busts. Not a ton of stars, but always a good player, always a solid role player. They know how to play the game. They play deal. Kyle Lowry's Villanova, right? Yep. Like uh, they make Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart. Uh, they make Mikel uh, Bridges. Mikel Bridges. They make Villanova. solid. NBA role players. Uh, honestly, so Sadiq Bay is defense. Yeah. So if you can come in and play defense, offense will come. Yeah. Sadiq Bay might be like one of the safest picks in this draft for that reason. Just because of his age or what? Everything. He he uh, he's just, he's a little older kind. Of, he's 21. He's a sophomore, but he's play. He's a he's a he's got good size. Six eight two fifteen. Six ten wingspan. Six eight. He's he's good size. He plays good defense. He decent, can he can play shooter. up and down. On the lineup, two through four, I think I think that's a solid pick. I think I'm I'm gonna put the Wizards it's in safe, a little bit sure. more uh, mindset of okay, we've already got our guys for one, two, five, and three or four. <laughs> considering how we want to play Rui, and I'm gonna say they pick uh, Onyeka Okongwu, uh, who I've yet to. So you think, they, you think they'd take? Okongwu? He's gonna be the best available player. Um, in my mind, especially if you don't think Thomas Bryant's your five of the future, yeah, Congo can definitely be uh, shift him in there. Right. That's my thoughts. Uh, going off of the Wizards, we get to Sam's favorite, Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns are going to do a very Phoenix Suns move, and everyone's going to hate him for it. I think they go to Aaron Naismith. I think they get the best shooter in the draft. Ooh, Aaron Naismith. Picking shooters doesn't go wrong. I, I don't mind them taking him or Vassal. I think another shooting forward right. that can might be played the two or the four is a solid pick here. I, I don't think you can like ever have too many of those because theory, if you get a good three, they can kind of play everything. Right. So it's like, and you can play small ball with them, but they can still be out there for a big lineup as more of a ball handler. So right. if you're going to have one like position in excess, I, it'd I, probably I think, be a, a three. I think, so I think, I think Vassal's a more complete player. I think he's going to play better defense and handle the ball better. But ultimately you have um, defense in bridges, right? If you're picking up a wing, he's going to yeah. be I mean, you do have shooting with Cam Johnson, so... Right. I, I, I think that you're ultimately going to want to try to get uh, more shooting in there and just become the fat, the best shooting team in the league. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a scary, scary sight there, um, especially if John Wall comes back full force. Right. Or, I'm sorry, um, if uh, Chris Paul still got it and Devin mm-hmm. Booker's Devin Booker. Yeah. But if Sadiq Bay's on the board, I could also see them taking Sadiq Bay. I just kind of gave Sadiq Bay out. I'm going to go ahead and play a little – hmm – <laughs> how was the defense of the Suns last year? Uh, was... Actually really good. Yeah? Yeah. How much, how much of that was contingent on Kelly Oubre? Uh, not very much. It was more Mikel Bridges, uh, Ricky Rubio, and uh, DeAndre Ayton. 
under Aiden. So you've got so pretty much most of those guys, but that's still a pretty solid team. That, Chris Paul is still actually a pretty good defender for his position and age. If that's the case, I'm going to go ahead and I like where you guys are both at uh, with Sadiq Bey and Vassell. Um, honestly, either one to me, six and one half dozen the other. Yeah. Sadiq Bey maybe just because he – well, um, no, I'm going to go with the younger of the two and go with Devin Vassell out of Florida State just because he's younger and, you know, Good shooter, still good at on-ball defense and off-ball defense. Yeah, I think that's he, what he, he's for. a classic Green D guy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you can't go wrong drafting guys like that, right? That's right. Uh, so that brings us to the 11th pick overall to the San Antonio Spurs. Highest pick they've had in quite some time. Honestly, whichever one of the two that weren't picked by the Suns that we just said would be a good fit here. Right. I don't really think you need anything at the two guard spots. I think you've got to look three, four, or five. I, I, I and I, and there's out. really a, not a ton. Maybe you go, if you're looking for more size, then maybe you, you go Precious Achuwu, right? Achuwu, whatever. Achuwu, Achuwu. Achuwu. Out, of, out of Memphis, who's like the next guy on, on like in the in the paint that you would get. But I think you'd probably go with the best shoot, best three guard because I don't think right. you, you don't need a one or a two. You have you have White, you have Lonnie Walker Jr., you have DeJounte Murray there, so those spots are fine. You need... I think you take Chris Hall and put him at the three. I think they need to determine what kind of a team they want to be. If they're going to be a team that doesn't shoot threes, then they're not going to draft Sadiq Bay or one of these guys. But if they're going to finally start to step into the 21st century and you know make moves to be a shooting team, that's what you got to do. Uh, I could also see them taking uh, a Rudy Gay replacement type in Patrick Williams. Um, he's a very NBA-ready player who's he came off the bench at Florida State, but he played really hard when he did. He's, I think, one of the youngest players in this draft. Um, I could see Patrick Williams fall. Is that who you're talking about? Or? Yeah, yeah, Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that, that's if they, I had him taking uh, – the Suns taking the cell. If they don't take Sadiq Bay, then um, I'd say Patrick Williams. But for now, let's say that they're wising up to the rest of the league and they take Sadiq Bay. Brings us to the 12th overall pick, uh, Sacramento Kings. So hmm. I, I genuinely think that they're going to be going for a shooting guard replacement, especially I, I don't expect either uh, Bogdanovich or uh, Buddy Heald to be there next year. And I think that – I don't think that's the smart move. I'm just genuinely predicting what the Kings might do, and I think they might let uh, Bogdanovich walk, and I think uh, Buddy Heald is going to force himself off that team. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and take one of the ringers playbook here and have Aliske Pokasevsky go into the Kings because I think for the wrong reasons, the Kings are a team that will risk it for the biscuit, not have the right culture, bring in a, a risky player and ruin him. Hopefully that does not happen. I uh, hope the guy does well, but honestly, they're not the uh, Nuggets. They don't just pull these 20, 30, 30 some round players. Uh, or overall players, and then turn them into some some gold. They are a team that turns one to five and five to ten players into just just garbage. So I, I think they go R.J. Hampton. Uh, he's a guy who had a lot of hype early, and then sort of lost a bunch of hype. Um, and he's he is an American born, but has been playing in New Zealand. Didn't take the college route, and I especially. Uh, Lade loves drafting foreign players. Um, hmm. he's, Vlade's not. He's out. Who, who's their new GM then? 
Let's find out. But regardless, uh, I could see them taking RJ Hampton. Um, I do like RJ Hampton. I'm not as hot on him as a lot of people were. Monte McNair is the Kings GM. I know nothing about that guy. But uh, re- regardless, I yeah, I he, he plays good defense. He's a hustle player. Um, he shoots well. And that's honestly what – if the Kings are going to continue to play fast like they've been trying to do, I think that he is a good complement to that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind uh, – if they're going to play that rim runner type of player here um, – Actually, there's no way he falls this far, but I think I just think Toppin would kind of play really well off of um, De'Aaron Fox um, because he runs the floor well, a lot of pick and roll, lob run to the rim. So I, I think if you can get a guy like that to play with um, De'Aaron Fox, if you're getting Toppin, isn't that giving up on Bagley? And you can play Bagley at your five though. Okay. You you could. It'd be a little. It'd be a smaller team, but you could. Um. But I, I think I just think they need obviously yeah they're shooting and this this is I, I'm basing this on the fact that you're going to have at least one of Bogdanovich or Heald still there so you need something at three or four Bill Elitza he's he's solid but he's there's not a lot of physicality he's there old. it's 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 all just step out threes and you know barely being able to jump for rebounds so I think you need some physicality and some speed and some. Uh, athleticism at the three and four that they don't really have because Bagley might have it. Giles is never fully recovered from his knee injury in college and high school. So he's, and he's a free, and he's a free agent anyway. So I think they need some more athleticism and maybe they pick a guard and maybe they get that out of Bagley and we just haven't seen it because he's been injured, but I think that's something that the Kings need and they might try to look for it here at 12. It would be interesting. That's for sure. I don't think they're going to get top, and I think he will be gone by then, in which case they might take a guard because there isn't really that kind of player on the board anymore. But That brings us to 13th overall to the Nolans Pelicans, who, if they don't trade up, will have the 13th pick. What do they need, gentlemen? They've got a pretty solid possible point guard in Zoe. They've got Mr. Zion Williamson. You play him at the four or the five? I, I, well, I think you play with the four because I think your five of the future is Jackson Hayes. But also, I think they've got enough at every position that they're just going to take best available. And I, I still have a Coro on my board, and so I think they take a Coro. Oof, he's at a Coro. They'd be happy as hell to take him. Right. I, I look for them to add some shooting. So add some shooting? Mm-hmm. They have J.J. Redick now, but they're not going to have J.J. Redick in two, three years. So find and some shooting, and they're probably not going to have Drew Holiday in two, three years. Or one year, yeah. so find find some shooting because Lonzo is iffy. Um, Zion Williamson, Jackson Hayes, not seen a lot there, so I think, I think you need you need, you need some shooting. Uh, Naismith, he said he already said Naismith. So I said and I said between the Suns and the Spurs, going to take both Vassell and Naismith. So I've got them off. Oh, you got Sadiq Bay then? No, I had them at um, the Wizards. Wizards. Mm, shoot. Well, so yeah, so I've, I've got a Coro going there. I, 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 yeah, I would say shooting guard who can play maybe the three instead of the one. Like, you know how you get, like, you'll get guard combos, but, like, a point guard, shooting guard, mm-hmm. the shooting guard, small forward. I would rather have a small forward shooting guard. Now, it's not the end of the world if you get a small guard or shooting guard, point guard. Um, but he's got to be able to shoot. And I don't really know the numbers of all these the players on the board too, too well. I'm not totally high on them jumping up to get Tyrese Maxey. wasn't a great 
shooter at Kentucky was good and had a couple games. He certainly can be explosive. Um, and I think he will find a role somewhere, but I, it's, I don't think it's with the Pelicans. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Smith out of Maryland to big the guy. Pelicans. He's a big guy, someone you can pair with Zion because he can shoot perimeter. Um, He's not bad. He, he, he makes you defend it, that's for sure, more than Jackson Hayes does. That, exactly. Um, and you still have that option. That That's not a bad idea to have a big around Zion who can shoot because you do – shrink the floor when you have Jackson Hayes and Zion out there. Yep. That's a lot. It's a lot of bodies that have to be by the rim. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So if you can stretch the floor, it's all the better. That's not a bad pick. That is not a bad pick. Going to the 14th overall to who else? Let the Celtics. God, you know, I just had um, for me, this pick, it's got to go big. Yeah. Um, if they don't somehow decide to tr- package some trades, and yes, I've it, seen it, some some rumors about uh, Miles Turner. Finally, they're they're listening to our. Cast, I know, guys. right? We've been saying Miles Turner should bonus this Celtics for like a year and a half now. But I I think you ha- if they don't make any moves, I think you have to go big. I think this is where I send Jalen Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I sent a Coro to the Pelicans. Hit so him Smith on the board. You got taken. Yeah, you go him or you go the power forward from Memphis. Um, Precious. Precious. Yeah, either one. Um, I would rather them go center because, I mean, you kind of have because you kind because of, you kind of play Jalen Brown or Tatum at the like in their closing minutes. The Celtics lineup is Kemba, it's Marcus Smart, it's Brown, it's Tatum. So you need someone else's size, and they can go small ball with like Grant Williams, or if they want to put um, what's it, the other other guy? Well, he's also Williams. Um, Forty four Robert Williams in there, but I think you need you. I think you go you go big here, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. At the end of the day, you probably have another top ten draft pick next year, in the next twenty years, because you're the Celtics. And you always have that somehow. So I would go big here if I were the Celtics. If you're the Celtics, do you get rid of if you have the option, Kemba Walker, Jordan Hayward? I think you, if you can, Hayward. If you can get rid of, if you can get off Hayward without um, like paying to get off that contract, you do. Yeah, like if someone's willing to take him, to give him away. But if so, if I, he, he's good enough that don't pay to get rid of that contract. But if someone will take that contract, do it. That's fair. That's fair. If they do end up getting rid of Kemba Walker instead of Gordon Hayward, I think they'd have to draft. And this is all in efforts to get um, maybe a center role. Yeah. So if they do find that center through the trade market, what kind of uh, Kira, Kira Lewis Jr. out of Alabama. I think he's the next. Yeah, I, I don't think they're overly he's high fast. on um, Romeo Great Langford defender. or Carson Edwards there. I think those are more role players. So I think if they did move Kemba, then they would be looking for for another guard. But yeah. I, I think I think if they were to move Hayward, then I still think he goes center because you still have a lot of wing depth there anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, that uh, takes us to. The 15th overall pick to the Orlando Magic. Um, I think that officially gets us out of the lottery. Isn't top 15 a lottery? No, top 14. Magic made the playoffs. They're not a lottery. Oh, 8 and 8, 16. So top yeah. 14th lottery? Yeah. Well, yeah. just for halfway shits and gigs. 15th uh, overall to the Magic. 15th overall to the Magic. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler Bennett. 
Tyler Bay. Tyler Bay, the Tyler. power forward for the Colorado, who so, hit the game-winning shot against State. Oh, so the thing, about Tyler, the thing about Tyler Bay is he has everything you want. Uh, he They played him at the four. He has everything you want to be a three. He's athletic. He's a good finisher. He's a hard screener. He's a great defender. The worry was a three ball, and all, and apparently he has spent the entire offseason working on the three, and GMs are noticing. Hmm. Like, I think I think there's a chance he sneaks into a, a higher pick than that. But, frankly, there's just, you know, there's not any star talent on this, but there's some good depth in this league, so I could see him dropping to just outside the lottery. But I think Tyler Bay is the real deal, and he will go high. Yeah. Well, possible, possible. They're trying to move off of Aaron Gordon. Uh, I think they're, they're hoping to maybe package a pick, the pick that the 15th overall with Aaron Gordon. Right. To if move if they want to move – I'm pretty, oh, they want power forward. I think they want some. They want some shooting. Wouldn't you think? I, I, so I, I, if they take Tyler Brown, I think they're playing him at three. Um, I mean, if Jalen Smith's still there, but I think we all have him off the board. Yeah, he is off my board. Um, I've got. I'm looking up the the shooting stats for one player here. And if and if the the stats are. Up to par, I think I've got a, I got a, I got a pick at that spot. Um, For that one, I'll go with Kerr Lewis. Uh, he's a guard. Uh, they're getting some older guards in there. He'd be a good backup to um, Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. He plays good defense. I think, I think they're fast. Their game, so I think that'd be nice to have consistency for the rest of the players. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did have uh, what's his name, Augustin, pick up his player option, so they will be learning from him. So probably not a bad idea as well, but that will be uh, my pick. Kerry Lewis. You guys got any, um, I guess, now that we're out of the lottery, any sleepers, any people you're particularly high on? I'm high on Josh Green out of Arizona. Really? Yeah. I think that he's a little bit too young. He was a very highly touted uh, high school player coming into college, and then in college he didn't. He, I think Step he, up. I think he is one of the best defenders in this league, um, and I think defense. I think defense works. I think you can teach offense, but if you can play defense coming out of the gate, uh, then defense works. They've got him listed as a three and D wing, pretty uh, understandable as a shooter and slasher and a cutter. Right. You can always turn those guys into good players and good role players. So wherever he ends up, as long as it's in a if he's a, if he goes to a playoff contending team, I think they're gonna he's gonna get the most uh, education. Right. Um, but if he goes to like maybe a Cleveland or somebody like that, it's it's not gonna. I think he's a late first rounder. Yeah, late first round. That's bad. Um, I also like Cole Anthony out of North Carolina. I would say he yeah. he was someone who I mean he, he was, was injured, but all through AAU ball he was the guy. Right. He, he was, was the four, guy coming into this class. Three levels and he can play defense as a ball handler. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his playmaking for others isn't quite there, but um, you know there's a lot of teams where you don't need your point guard to be the facilitator. A lot of teams have other positions as the primary facilitator, and so those teams, uh, if he gets into a similar position like Jamal Murray has, where it's like, hey, you, we we need you to be a bucket. I think Cole Anthony's uh, set up to do that. Um, and one person who a lot of people have outside the first round that I think will sneak into the first round is Cassius Stanley from Duke. I don't think there's a more athletic wing in this nope. uh, in this draft. Nope. And he's very raw, 
Shooting needs some work. Shooting needs some work, but especially late first round, those teams that could take a project. Yeah. I think he has some of the high. Yeah, I think he has one of the highest ceilings in this draft. Yeah. That's uh, a big reason why a lot of these mid tier players um, in the drafts are getting yeah. such good looks is because they're going into good cultured teams mm-hmm. who know how to win, and that's that really too long. Two players, I got three here. Two of them are on the same, played for the same team. They're kind of interesting. Um, the Washington duo, Jay McDaniels, Isaiah Stewart, um, both were freshmen. Now, that wasn't a great team, but both were freshmen, had pretty good years, I think, again, projects, um, but both showed. But the guy I'm really kind of interested in is uh, Daniel Oturo from Minnesota. He averaged 21 points a game, 12 rebounds, and Actually shot the ball decent well, 56 from the field, 70 from the free throw line, and 37 from three for a 6'10 big. Wow. They have him projected to go in the second round. Maybe not as clean as and as polished as some other guys, but I think the, the numbers and the talent are there. I think he could find his way onto a team and be very useful. Um, and, you know, I don't know, maybe you look at the Celtics, you need the center, you can shoot. I don't know. I, I always liked him. What? What do you guys think of Peyton Pritchard at Oregon? Undersized, um, defensive liability, but it's just complete offensive game. He can shoot, he can get to the rim, he can make uh, plays for others. I really like. I have loved watching him in college. I'm just not sure with his size and athleticism if it translates to the next level. Backup point guard, possibly. Yeah, right? I, to, I, uh, I see. I see him kind of as, you know, but. What you just said, I kind of saw the same thing out of Fred Van Vliet at right. Shaw State. Right. Yeah. Same kind of deal. And he's made he's made himself a career in the NBA. Get but to the that, right team. Yeah, right? Again, I, I'm looking at a lot of these players. I'm like, man, they just fall to the right team, the right situation. I think they can be good players. Um, like one of these – I like Robert Woodard uh, just because of his build and like his, his just size and physique. He's got just an absolute – Crazy. Um, his wingspan is seven one. He's a six seven player. Uh, he's twenty. Is like two thirty, two thirty five, something like that. Just a strong dude who has figured out getting better on his jump shot. Uh, but he's great for defense. Great for rebounds. Uh, fast. Um, so I think he he could be a, a very good solid role player that that comes out. From I think I think, he's, I think he's one of those people. He's raw and has a high ceiling, but I don't expect him to make immediate impact when he gets to the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I got a not a team, but so we we all obviously like the Cavs, and I think our ideal pick the Cavs would probably be Obi or Okoro, probably. Obi Okoro or Kongu are the or three who I have to take. Um, so we also have our three other teams, Bucks, Suns, and mm-hmm. which one are you picking this year? Uh, I've been. Which one do you want, the Thunder or the Rockets? The Rock- which well, one since the Rockets don't have picks, let's go with the Thunder. Okay, all right. All right. So Sam, obviously, Suns are a 10. Who's your ideal player? If you could have anyone in the draft. I guess I would say anyone within like. Anyone who will be there at 10. Yes, anyone who you think will be there. Aaron Mason. So okay, so you want shooting, mm-hmm. shooting small forward, mm-hmm. Mason. Uh, do the Thunder even have a pick? Yes, they do. Twenty fifth, twenty fifth. Who in that range do you think is a realistic get for that's for the Thunder? One. And who would you want? Now they've got because you know, they're so far back in the draft at twenty five. 
they've got some – things have to kind of go their way for some players. But I think because there's so much non-consensus with this draft, they have an ability to get somebody who's been forgotten <laughs> about. Um, hopefully, they ideally, they could get – Shoot, man, they've been having so much turnover, too. That kind of changes the way I think about the team. What do you think about Paul DePaul? I think right now they should be looking at those 30 to 40 players um, because there's going to be some steals, and you really don't want to plan for people who have a potential to go. Like, Definitely figure out your top three for people who are above you, but expect that they're not going to get there. And if they do, even better, pick them up. That's great, but I would be planning for maybe a Desmond Bain. Hopefully, he can get to you, or a. Uh, so if you, if you want a young project um, in general in this draft, there's a ton of these guards out of Kentucky. That's the Neither of them are overly polished, but they're young. They have skill. If you're if you are purely looking for a project. I don't think you can go wrong taking one of the Kentucky guards. That's the thing with OKC, though. They have so many assets, and they're veteran players. They've started to dole out. What kind of team do you want? It's going to be up to the front office to figure out what the culture is going to be. You're going to use Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You're going to use who Who else is going to be a long-term guy? Because Kelly Oubre is on, I think, a one-year deal. Right. So are you going to re-sign him? Or I, think you, I think you have to in order to make that deal worth it, right? right? Like, or else you just brought in him for what? Nothing. A, a twenty. You or else you let Chris Paul leave for a twenty twenty first free market. Right. Exactly. So I think that they've got to make it work with Kelly Oubre. They've got to make it work with Shea Gilgis. They've got to make. Hope. I think they still keep around Stephen Adams just because he's been there for so long and he's got a good. He's got. They put so much time into developing him. If they don't get a, a player to start, they're, they've got so many picks. It's no longer. I think worth it to get picks. What, 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 do, you, what do you think about Ramsey on Texas Tech? He, um, he, uh, I got it. He's fairly good shooter, fairly uh, good at defense and blocks for being a six three guard. He's got six six wingspan, just heavy defense, sort of a D and three uh, shooting guard kind of guy. Which if you you could play him and uh, uh, Shea at the one. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty but. You know, the other thing is he's 19. He's not quite there, but he, he's he got very high ceiling, and if you're going to take on a project, I like him as a project. The most ideal player, Patrick Williams. If they can get Patrick Williams, I yep. think that's, that'd be super attainable because he's in some drafts going in the top 10, and some drafts and he's you not know, getting picked till the 20s. Right. Maybe they trade up. They yeah. do have draft picks. They do have maybe, picks. maybe they really like a guy in this draft, and they're willing to sacrifice Maybe not next year's because next year's class was supposed to be so good, right. but maybe like the year after. Hell, maybe that, that's some pick that they are getting in 22. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. maybe they just shipped that away. Um, for my bucks. Well, who? Well, it, follow question if they are going to trade up, who do you want them to trade up for? Patrick Williams. Uh, if they are going to trade up, they need to get a tried and true, I think, three baller. So I would like Sadiq Bay. I would like Devin Sell. I would like. Um, those two guys are, I think, the top tier shooters in the, in the draft. I think Naismith's the best shooter in this draft. Naismith, I would be okay with Naismith. Um, any of those guys, three and D, can't go wrong. For my bucks, it's got to be a point guard. You have got 
to find. It's going to be late in the draft, too. It is. It is going to be late. So I think at this point you're, you're hoping and maybe you find somebody. Lonzo Ball. Maybe it's a guy like Malachi. Or, uh, Ball. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe it's a guy like Malachi Flynn or Nico Mannion. What, what do you think of Trey Jones? You know, uh, he's he certainly would know how to run the offense. Right. And that was something that, um, that Malcolm Brogdon was very good at. A little undersized, and I'm not sure how much um, of like the attacking part of Brogdon's that now Brogdon developed that for sure, but I'm not sure if that's quite in Trey Jones's wheelhouse, just because how small he is. He he has one of the highest assist to turnover ratios in college basketball history, uh, as far as volume assisters, and so I think it's one of those things where, especially if he's going to be your uh, if he's going to not be your starting point guard, but your off the bench point guard, I think he can definitely run a second unit. Mm-hmm. And you know, you probably want to get a point guard on top of that, and maybe he'll be your point guard of the future. But if you yeah. want, if you want instant payback and a late draft, uh, in a late draft pickup, I like Trey Jones for that. Mm-hmm. He's got a pretty good. I think that's a pretty solid pick right there, just because of his a his age, b his um, defensive presence uh also being a great assist turnover ratio guy i think he's an upgrade to your eric bledsoe um so as long as he can score uh i think you're going to be okay but even then when you've got uh Giannis on the comfort as long as you can just get him the ball in the right place uh you should be okay yeah Uh, two people i'm interested to see um that are pretty that are far in middle to bottom of the second round. One is Killian Tilly out of Gonzaga, and the other one is the NCAA scoring leader Marcus Howard. Um, Marcus Howard, I think, is just too young or too small. Too small. He is only 11, he is five eleven. That could be a big point, but he led. He can clearly score. Right. And then there's Killian Tilly, and I I remember a couple of years ago, people were like this this guy. He was good. He was dominant on a very good. Gonzaga team, 20 points, 7 rebounds, to 6'10", power forward who can shoot from outside. I I think he could be a steal. Right now, this mock draft I'm looking at has him going to the Warriors, which would be so unfortunate if they got the Warriors got, got yeah. him. And he ended up being exactly what he was in college. I think anyone who drafts Killian Tilly outside the first round might have a pretty good steal on their hands because – he was he's he's always been very good. Now, don't get me wrong, Gonzaga plays in an absolute garbage conference. Um, oh, I'm sorry, you get to play Pacific twice a year. Hey, don't forget about uh, San Francisco or University of San Francisco. Yeah, the only good team they play is BYU and St. Mary's. So maybe those numbers are a little inflated, but I still like what what he can bring. And he's he's older. He's a senior, so he he knows how to play the game. So I think whichever team picks him is, is gonna gonna enjoy that steal in my opinion. I agree. Well shoot that I think is gonna do it for us. That's the mock draft of the lottery teams and uh, our picks for prime our prime teams, what we would like to see. Hopefully that uh, we're not too far off in what actually happens. But so uh, just real quick uh, 
while I wasn't listening to these guys, I was on my phone during this podcast, and during this podcast, some breaking news came from Woj. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Uh, James Harden declining the tier J- extension? James Harden declined a contract, declined an extension to pursue a trade to the Nets. He is official on this, and this comes two days after him saying he's fully committed to the Rockets. Yeah, words are cheap. <laughs> yeah. My guess is he said that, and some of the Rockets said, don't be. Right? <laughs> yeah, man, man. Right. And so... Yeah, that that shit. While while this was being filmed, that was breaking news. That's really interesting. I'm keep in mind this contract was for fifty million a year. Yeah, he turned down a fifty million. They were giving him contract. two years over one million dollars. Yeah, two million. years one oh three. And you know, it, I, I I hope he goes to the Nets because that's going to be the most talented and volatile team in NBA history. Damn. Oh, man, he believes that his window to chase championships in Houston has ended. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. So, yeah, I just that, – that happened during this podcast. I wanted to uh, let our listeners know in case you hadn't heard the news yet. <laughs> well, if that happens – Fuck. Nets and four. <laughs> Jesus. All right, anyone got any quick worth mentionings to add in? Uh, Jeremy Grant declined his player option too. If anyone cares, <laughs> Russell Westbrook named least efficient shooter of the year. You already said that. Uh, my one that I said. And the other one was that the Thunder have 16 first round draft picks in the next six years. That's a lot. Um, He's outdoing uh outdoing Danny Age in Boston. Is uh, was it Sam Presti the Sam Presti? Sam Presti's outdoing Danny. He's outdoing Danny Age right now. Um, let's see here. Another one. Give me a second to for it. Oh, this isn't it, but um, Kyle Kuzma says, enough disrespect on my name, y'all will be reminded. All right, Kyle Kuzma. I'll believe when I see it. I think I think we've seen Pete Kyle Kuzma. He's not bad. He's just... No way. We haven't seen Pete Kyle Kuzma yet. He hasn't like, been in the right position to be Pete Kyle Kuzma. Okay. We haven't seen Pete Kyle Kuzma, but I think we've seen... Man, this is like average. Like, like, and, average. And I mean average. Like 26. He was old when he came yeah. in the I, I, I think we've seen average Kyle Kuzma. I don't mean don't. And I, when I mean average, I don't mean like average talent wise. I feel like we've seen what he will be the majority of his career. Like what we saw to Kyle Kuzma is what we're probably going to see every year. That kind of average, not he's average player. Uh, year sixteen and the next year didn't take into account the Suns pick they're about to get. So technically seventeen now. Just as a heads up. Jesus. Uh, he is 25. Just so in 10 years when we're wondering how did the Thunder fuck this up. No, he's 24. Sorry. Um, Udonis Haslam signs a one-year, $2.5 million deal with the... You guessed it. My, they're Miami. paying him $2 million. I mean, at what point... $2.5 million, baby. That's cheap. Is that just his coach? Is that just coaching salary at this point? Yeah. Oh, Tim Duncan's not returning as assistant coach for the Spurs. Yeah. See that. that surprised me. Yeah. Well, the, the reason why it's kind of surprising is because the question was who's next, him or Becky Hammonds, to be the Becky, to be the um, head coach of the Spurs. Because I know it was kind of lined up to be Becky. Then Tim Duncan came in, and people were like, "Well, Jimmy D, baby." He, I don't even. I love Tim Duncan. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't seem like the uh, the head coach type. Oh. He seems like the guy who'd come in and give you a couple little pointers here and there and just let you go and do your thing and he just goes and lives yeah. his life. That seems like a Tim Duncan, but 
Buddy Heal oh, requested wow. trade to the Mavericks. Shit. I like I, that fit. I don't. You don't? For his no, contract, no, that's tough to make it work. Not the contract. No, no, no defense. Defense is what that team needs. Uh, he actually so, is a so what if, defender when he wants to be. So what if they, get, what if they the sign Bog, uh, Bog, Bogey then, Bogdanovich? He's a better defender. Right. I, I wanted. I really wanted to Drew Holiday. That's trade. a saving grace for the Kings, really, because they've been in, like, try to make that deal work, sign Bojan, and hopefully that you can get him to put forth the defensive effort that you wanted from, from Buddy Heald. Because yeah. Buddy Heald, when he was on the Pelicans, solid 3-and-D player. Very solid player. Then he goes to the Kings, solid D and three player, secures the bag, wants to be that guy. Not going to happen. So, that's my thoughts on Buddy. All right. Anyone got anything else? I think that is it. I think that's it. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.